Well, football fans, the Big D is back with a Week 14 Tears. That's right, Tears edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in the Tears girl herself, please subscribe, like, and share the Swanky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content, UFC, football, World Cup. Also check out the Big D Podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So joining us today is uh, my friend, the uh, Tears Girl herself, Megan uh, Scoop. So Megan, week 14 Tears, what's with all the teams on bye weeks and we can so it just makes it harder to make Tears line, right? Yeah, we talked about that uh, pre-show, you know, a lot of teams on bye this week. But when you think about it, you know, there's there's still a lot of the good fantasy teams that that aren't on by, but what I'm struggling with this week that we didn't talk about yet is um, it's a lot of divisional matchups. There's seven divisional games this week and typically divisional games go under. And we talked about one game in particular, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, but there's only one game that I really have high hopes to go over the total, really have some fancy points. The other divisional games, I don't know. I think if you're watching Red Zone this weekend, it could be a little slow. They, they may need to find some filler there at Red Zone because I think we're going to lack, lack some scoring. I think scoring – well, scoring's down this year. But I think scoring could be down even further this week with all these divisional matchups. I think, I think that makes tears even harder this week. I, I think scoring's down because the Denver Broncos are playing this year. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not helping, that's for sure. <laughs> And they're playing this week in a divisional matchup against the Chiefs. So, you know, uh, the divisional games, yeah, they just always feel like a slugfest, feel like they, they go under a lot. Um, I don't have the percentages in front of me of what the percentage of under divisional unders have hit this season, but it sure feels like it. they they hit under a lot and, and sometimes really far under the total. So I don't know. I'm struggling with that in tears this week to see where there's going to be points. I think Denver's gone under in every game but one this year. Yeah, just never would have seen that coming. That was just really, really a rough scene out there. Okay, it's been a while, so Megan, explain the process you use to make a tears line on Jeffrey weekend. Sure. Um, you know, I do do a tears show every week on the Fanspeak Network, and then I do my tears uh, picks on Fanspeak.com. And and we also have a tears simulator where I plug in my favorite plays, my core plays, and it just gives you kind of lineup suggestions for tears. But for those that don't know, if you haven't played tears before in the main slate, it's eight tiers. Um and so tier one and tier five are quarterback tiers and the other tiers are, you know, kind of a mix of running back receiver and tight end. And you're basically just looking for the top score in each tier. I mean, I know it sounds easy. Um, it, it really truly sounds easy. It's not, it's not easy, you know, to really kind of nail all eight tiers. Um, so it's hard. And, you know, I've been looking more into strategy and that kind of stuff, how much to stack and not stack and that kind of stuff. Um, I've talked with some tiers players who, who mass enter. And uh, that's been really interesting to, to learn, learn from, from that. But, um, you know, basically as I'm going through each week, you know, I, I really simply go tier by tier and I am literally looking at projections, obviously. Um, 
I lean into that, but I, you know, sometimes it's gut feel too. I'm looking at um, projections. I'm looking at team totals. I'm looking at, um, you know, well now weather, um, you know, just at anything to, to help me make my decision on who I think is going to be the top scorer in that tier and who, you know, maybe has a wider range of outcomes that could really hurt you and have a low floor. I'm going to fade those guys. Um, and then obviously the ones that, you know, have a good floor ceiling combination, I'm, they're going to be in my core plays. Um, so that's kind of how I do it. Look at projections, look at, um, team totals, and then just really try to go through each tier to hunt for those, you know, highest scoring players. Uh, you mentioned stack and I mean, do you, do you use, how much do you stack certain quarterbacks or certain wide receivers or playmakers yeah i've talked about this a little last year we talked about a little bit earlier this year i've talked about throughout this season that i've always operated under the definitely be willing to stack but don't overstack kind of um and don't force it because again with tiers it's different from classic is you could have you know I'm just going to give an example to a, maybe the highest scoring quarterback in one of the quarterback tiers, but Tyreek Hill might be in a tier with Devonte Adams and Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry or, you know, something along those lines. And you needed Devonte Adams, you know, even though Tyreek Hill still had a really, really good game with Tua. So, you know, there are times where, yes, you want Tua and Tyreek. There's been times this season where you wanted Tua, Tyreek, Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, but there are times where just because of the nuances of it and the tier in which his receivers are in, you just don't want to force it every single time. Um, I've talked to a, a guy, did a strategy show, which is on the Fanspeak network with a guy, his name's Remy, and he is mass multi enters tiers. And, you know, he does a lot of correlation um, in his lineups, but again, he doesn't force it in every single lineup because again, there are those tiers. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs is another great example, you know, especially with the, the quarterbacks who can run um you know they might get their fantasy points or hit that ceiling and be the highest scoring quarterback and not always make their top receiver the highest scoring receiver does that mean you know does that make sense yeah and we've seen the last couple of weeks with the Las Vegas Raiders where Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams have gone mm-hmm. bananas but Derek yep. Cole's not exactly having a big, exactly big, 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 exactly yeah Jacobs and Adams might be great tears plays Right. Paul's not putting up the same stats compared to Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Allen. Exactly. Exactly. You you said it perfectly. And actually, they're a very unique situation and something I need to look at for showdown tonight because their usage is so condensed on the Raiders with those two players. But, you know, they're typically I don't do a lot of, um, you know, a receiver and running back on the same team. Cause I feel like, well, you know, that might be tough for them to both get there and both exceed in like different tiers, but geez, that, that that's one example where that's an exception to the rule where I would definitely, that I haven't done probably enough this year is, Oh no, you might, there might be some weeks where you want both Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs in their respective tiers. So you make a good point. Now, all that we could do with the tiers of which quarterback the Rams are going to start tonight. That would Yeah, that would what is going on with that? Right, exactly. Yeah, Watford's question, boy, and Baker Mayfield's been there an hour and a half and may start. 
I know. I know he's had enough time to get a cup of coffee and he may start tonight. So, you know, I mean, I know people are down on Baker. He, as am I, this season, I had much higher hopes for him this season. It's been a rough season for him, but um, I mean, he is a functional quarterback, but I mean, it would have to be a very vanilla offense, right? So yeah, that's going to be super interesting to see what happens tonight. It could be just a, a huge mess. <laughs> but might be one to play the Raiders defense. I'm just saying. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Might that yeah, they might pull out one of the Raiders fans and say, You be the quarterback tonight. I mean, it's it's getting there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us about some of the winning lineups you've made throughout the year because I found you've made you've had a couple good winning weeks. Um, yeah, I haven't won any tiers tournaments. I've had some close calls in the um three dollar uh contest let's see i finished in 10th place uh one week that was nice i've had a couple like you know very high finishes in the in the in the five dollar the big five dollar tournament haven't won it yet um still trying to chase that down that winner um and i had a i've had some i'm trying to do more of the short slate tiers too which um for those that don't know for short slate tiers that means that's for 4 p.m the afternoon slate that's for prime time so it combines sunday and monday and then of course we had it for thanksgiving we'll have it during christmas um soon saturday games are going to start so there'll be saturday tiers those are just six tiers and just one quarterback tier so a little different nuances um to it because it's just only two to three games right so um try to do that and i had a sweat on monday night dylan oh it was it was rough i i needed um mike evans to get the touchdown at the end if mike evans would have gotten the touchdown at the end i don't know if i would have finished first but i would have finished in the top five on the short, sunday monday short slate and um he did not get the touchdown it went to um uh, Rashad White. So that was a bummer. And I had a sweat down to the very last play. Um, so yeah, I've had some good tears experiences this week, been close, but not, not hit it yet. And so hopefully it's coming. Yeah. Why did, yeah. Why did Tom Brady and the Bucks wait until the last minute to make it, to make everybody sweat? I know. Right. I, that game was weird too. Yeah. There's been a lot of those games this season, you know, scoring's down. There's just been a lot of surprise teams that are Surprise teams that are bad, surprise teams that are good. You know, this, you know, it happens every season, but this season, whew, it's, it's well, something. Well, two things. One, what has been Tom Brady's kryptonite in Tampa Bay? I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if the it's Saints. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the Saints, is, the, I think he knows the Saints have his number. Yep. And, and two, I'm just saying, but what the vision did the Saints and Bucks play in? the NFC South. And that would be, yeah, another divisional matchup. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's my point. Divisional matchups have not been super fun to watch. I mean, I think they typically, the trend like year to year divisional matchups, you know, hit the over, uh, excuse me, hit the under more often. Um, but I'd have to I I would have to research what it is this season. It just feels like ugh, a lot of games like we saw on Thursday night. Yeah, it feels like a lot of games where like the Ravens beat the Broncos 10-9. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of field goal fest, right? <laughs> okay, so um, 
what would you have changed in some of those like near misses to where maybe you would have gotten the gotten the the uh, perfect tears line? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, you know, um, sometimes it's just variance. You know, in the case of this week, Mike Evans gets that touchdown. I'm I'm sitting very happy on Monday night. Um, you know, sometimes it is. I think one mistake that that I've done is I haven't left myself enough time to really like, um, you know, I, cause I do spread myself a little thin on doing like showdown and classic. And that's something I said, I'd work on this season going into the season. And yet um, here we are, you know, like three fourths through. And I, I still kind of, I think I've spread myself too thin. I, I think to honestly, what I'd say is leave myself more time, build the lineups earlier, even though you just have to watch on injuries news and that kind of stuff. Um, just to, to really be more thoughtful about the way I'm stacking or who I'm giving, um, you know, the most priority to, uh, my exposure to different players, you know, that kind of stuff. There's sometimes where I get too heavy on a player. Like, uh, was, I think it was last week. I had a lot of good lineups. My cores were very solid, but you know, I was just very, very high on that, um, Cincinnati, um, uh, KC game. And so, I just went way overweight on Mahomes um in tier one and you needed Jalen Hurts. Um, so you know, I just had lower exposure to Jalen Hurts, way too much exposure to Patrick Mahomes. And you know, it's sometimes like that where I get too heavy on like a certain player. That would be a mistake of mine. So I think I need to like balance out my exposures better. Yeah, who knew that Tennessee Titans were gonna were gonna fold that much? And- I did not think so. No, I liked Derrick Henry last week too, and that hurt too. Then and there was two weeks ago, I had a couple good tiers lineups in the big five dollar contest, and literally Derrick Henry was the only one that was holding me back. So that was another example. I was just too high on Derrick Henry that week, and you know that's the thing about tiers. And when I talk about floor ceiling combo, is that you know. You need that ceiling, but you also really can't have that floor of a player because if you hit the ceilings in the other tiers, but you have one player like Derrick Henry past couple of weeks, who's just putting up like six, eight, 10 points, that's going to really kill your lineup, you know? Yeah. And pl- yeah. And having these run pass option quarterbacks like a Jalen Hurts, because one week he runs for 150, the next week he throws for 350. Exactly. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Josh, I'm like, I don't think Mahomes felt like a bad play and bet great game script. I mean, it's, right. it's not necessarily you made a bad play. It's just that maybe it was just one of the weeks for the chief offense. Right, right. Yeah, just, the, you know, you're going to have those weeks where the variance doesn't doesn't break right. You know, um, the process makes sense, but, but I still think, you know, I need to kind of hedge my bets a little bit more and not go, not all in, but, you know, I, I haven't gone necessarily all in on, um, players, but, you know, I need to kind of, you know, mix up my exposure in my player portfolio, let's say a little better. I mean, like Travis Etienne felt like a great play in yeah. 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 On your Jaguars. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he was the only guy who didn't do well last in that game. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Christian Kirk's been looking great. Yeah. And I'm on Ross catching everything in sight. Right, exactly, exactly. So uh, on the week 14 now, and uh, 
Speaking of Amon Ra, I think there's one game which uh, is going to intrigue both of us, not just for tears, but any kind of fantasy format. Mm-hmm. That's the Viking Lion game. So with that game having, uh, let me see off the top of my I think it's a 52 a total. 51 and a half point total right now. Right. Is there a chance that you will not just stack it, but potentially just game stack it as much as possible? Yes, I will. But I won't do it. You know, I do about 20 tiers lineups um, a week. And so, yeah, I would say that I'll do a handful where I... um a couple where I game stack it and a couple where I overstack it. Um, but again, you know, listen, we've seen the what we just talked about it, right? The Chiefs Bengals, that was supposed to be the big total last week. That was supposed to be the shootout last week. Um, we've, we've seen this, we see it every year, but it feels like this year we've seen it every week where the game that's supposed to shoot out doesn't shoot out, you know, and um, you can get ma- massive edge by, you know, kind of going underweight on that game and again obviously if you're only playing one lineup i'd say definitely play that game um but if you're playing you know even three lineups five lineups do one where you fade that game because if it goes way under the total then you're getting massive leverage so so i know the answer isn't is kind of like um kind of hedging my bets or it's not like a you know a very direct like yes or no but basically i'm gonna hedge my bets. I'm going to have a couple st- just kind of regular stack that lineup, like with two or three players, a couple overstacking, um, a couple where I just, you know, have the quarterback or something like that um, or a skill player. And then a couple where I fade it, you know, be, or a few where I fade it because that's, that will be edge if, if, it, if that game fails. So kind of hedging my bets there. <laughs> I mean, do you look at, do you look at, because I'm looking at the tier slate now and tier one this week, the full quarterbacks are Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, uh, and Burrow. But I look at t- tier two with Jefferson, Amara, St. Brown, Chase, Diggs, and McCaffrey. And the Jefferson, Amara, St. Brown. Right. So they're in their two, they're same tier. So even, so there you can't stack it. I'm sure there's some other guys later that you can stack with in that game. But, um, but yeah, you, you know, if you were building one lineup, you'd have to make a decision. Um, if you were building, you know, two or three lineups, you know, maybe you do one with Jefferson, one with Amra and one with somebody else, you know, um, kind of again, hedge your bets. <laughs> and, and here's what makes it even more interesting because you go to the court tier five, and guess, and guess who two of the quarterbacks in that tier are? It's, yeah, you've got Kirk Cousins and um, Jared Goff, Goff, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can't. So you really, t- I, you know, I made a mistake. You really can't air quotes overstack that game because it's not like if you had one in tier quarterback in tier five, one one in tier five. If the top two receivers were in different tiers, then you could do like a guy in tier one, two, you know, three, five, you can't, it it really is just going to be making a decision in tier two and five. And then I believe um, probably Swift and, you know, Thielen or somebody else, Hawkinson is, is in some later tiers. Yeah. Swift, I'm still finalizing my core plays right now. So. Swift is in tier seven, Hawkinson in tier eight. So right now, 
So yeah, that would be a game stack if you wanted to do someone, one of the players in tier two, in tier five for the quarterback, in tier seven, tier eight. Yeah, you could do that. I would definitely, again, I'm going to be hedging my bets. I will definitely have a couple lineups like that where, you know, so that way I'm really gaining exposure to that game. So, I mean, it is early in the week, but uh, who are looking like your, um, who are looking like your favorite tier plays and which guys are you uh, maybe hedging your best bets against? Hedging bets against. That's a good question. Um, Well, let me, I'm pulling up the, um slate right now i'm still finalized i'm gonna be uh posting the tears show tonight um and the tears core plays and simulator this evening too um you know tier one's always hard with quarterbacks i'll just run through these really really quick um you know i would say as weird as it sounds probably fade mahomes because um denver's a tough defense and i don't think he's going to have a lot of pushback uh the other you know, because, I don't of, know. because of Denver's wonderful offense. Right? Yes, exactly. But listen, Mahomes is Mahomes. You know, he can have a 30 point day any day. So, um, you know, I it's always hard to really have a strong fade in tier one because all those quarterbacks are so good. So um, still deciding, um, you know, Josh Allen always has the best floor ceiling combo. Um but he definitely had a rough outing against Sauce Gardner and company the last time. So, um, you know, tier two, probably probably Jefferson would be my favorite, followed by Amon Ra and Chase. I still um, love Jamar Chase. Um, you know, I, I still think he's the number one option there. Um, tier three, I would fade, definitely fade Nick Chubb. Um, I just don't see, I think that game could get out of hand. And when the game script gets out of hand, Nick Chubb, you know, can kind of get out of the script. Um, Derek Henry, geez, I, I, I play him every week and he's hurt the last few. So uh, that one's tough. Um, and Saquon, I probably honestly don't have a ton of interest in the running backs. I'm going to, and, and because uh, Philly has their, um, th- that Jordan Davis back, I believe. So he's, you know, he's tough against the run. Um, so I really don't have much interest in the running backs in tier three. I'm sure maybe a little exposure would probably have more to Kelsey and AJ Brown probably be my favorite, obviously. And then let's see, we go over to tier four. Um, you could get Dalvin cook exposure. If you want exposure to that game, I'm a little worried about the Dallas game being such a blowout because the Texans are so bad. Um, so you, you know, that I'm still deciding there. Um, probably my favorite plays would be, um, Metcalf, Dalvin cook and Christian Kirk tier five, probably the quarterbacks you mentioned, Kirk cousins, um, and, uh, Jared Goff. But I also do like Geno Smith too. He's been playing really, really well. And I think he'd be a good tier five play this week. Tier six, you could stack him with Tyler Lockett, uh, like Mark Andrews this week, uh, because, when he plays with Huntley, Huntley targets him like crazy. So love that. Um, those would probably be my two favorites in tier six. Tier seven, as you mentioned, you can get some exposure um, to that game with with DeAndre Swift. Um, but I really love Garrett Wilson. He's playing amazing. And if you did want to get game stack the Bills Jets game, you know, a Josh Allen, Diggs, Garrett Wilson might be interesting or just Josh Allen and Garrett Wilson. Um, and then tier eight, that's where you got a lot of boom bust guys. Um, you could get exposure to Thielen or Shark in that game. Um, oh, and oh yes, excuse me. Yeah, Thielen, Shark, 
Hawkinson and Jamal Williams, who's like just the tight touchdown monster. So, um, you know, probably have a lot of exposure rotating through that. But I think the sneaky one could be Najee Harris. He seems to be getting the full workload again there um, and has gotten a lot of touches again the last few weeks. So, uh, you know, I think that's that's a fine play in tier eight because that's a that's a good he's got a good floor, too. Yeah, if only the Steelers could just not practice him twice, have him be limited on a Friday, and all of a sudden, oh, Najee's good to go. And Jalen Warren practices all week and is questionable for the game. Somebody sure. explain that, Maple. Right, exactly. It's tough. It's tough. So, yeah, that's my early kind of my early lean, and I'll have all my content out um, by tonight for, for tiers, both the article on Fanspeak and show on Fanspeak Network. Well, I think, well, I'm just thinking, we did this in week one, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure, I'm not exactly sure who won it, but I think I won it. I think you did. I um, Week one was so chaotic, um, so I can't 100% remember, but I think you did. I'll give you the win there. So you want to, you, if you want to send me another tears thing, we can do another one. Okay. Oh, you, you want a rematch. A rematch. There we go. I want a rematch from week one when you command to speak my job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm still looking my wounds based on what the Lions did to us last week. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Trevor Lawrence is coming around. I think you guys have some stuff, good coach now in place. You got some stuff to be excited about moving forward. If the Lions can stop sacking him and almost send him into a 20 ACL jail. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know all the quarterback. You know about quarterbacks or lack of quarterbacks in D.C. Yes, I know about lack of quarterbacks in D.C. That is for sure. <laughs> Although it seems like the fan base likes the guy behind you more than yeah, the t-shirt behind me. Yep, yeah, he's fun to root for. You know, he's obviously the team believes in him. So Taylor Heineke is a fun one to root for for sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens next Sunday night when you commanders play the Giants for the second straight time. Somebody explain them apples. Yeah, exactly. A schedule makers that was odd, but you know, one week break and then we're back to playing the Giants. Hopefully, we can get them this time at home and not tie and win. Yeah, who? Yeah, who ate? Who loves ties? Nobody. <laughs> All right, Megan, thanks for hopping on. We wish your tears, tears and commanders well. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And, Happy uh, holidays and Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you so much for having me.